Howdy, y'all. This is Rhett Miller, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this uh, vast and always expanding. It made a big expansion the last uh, week, I see. Um, uh, Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. Um, this is episode 198. I'm calling this Heavy Metal Gallop. Uh, I want to thank William Walker for some of these examples and uh, and I think this idea in general, uh, I believe. Um, and it's fitting uh, that I'm uh, I'm thanking uh, William because uh, William Tell Overture is one of our uh, first examples of the uh, of the heavy metal gallop. Not exactly heavy metal, but uh, yeah, pretty interesting. So um so the so the idea here is we're going to give a little bit of a history and and break this into uh, the five categories as usual. But uh, did a lot of research for this one. Went out to the stables and rode horses all over the place and uh, and recorded. Did some field recordings like Pete Townsend. Just kidding. Um, no, didn't do that, but uh, but I did read some interesting things. Um, this was a, a a kind of a funny one. So let's de- let's define the heavy metal gallop first of all, but not in a lot of detail because there's a lot of examples to come. But uh, you know, you uh, all know it well. It's it's that whole Iron Maiden thing, you know, you know that that whole idea. Um, we're going to talk about how there are variations as well, but uh, I thought this was kind of funny. I saw this as a YouTube comment, um, and I'm going to kind of disagree with this a little because it's a little complicated. Um, so, on on a um, on a video about the gallop, uh, somebody had mentioned. Uh, Fun fact, what we call a gallop beat is not really a gallop. It's a canter where the back legs of a horse land at the same time giving three beats. The real gallop beat can be heard in the song Four Horsemen by, you guessed it, Metallica. Now, I went and played Four Horsemen, and there's actually two different kinds of variants on gallop in that, so I'm not sure exactly which one he's he's referring to because I, I couldn't line it up exactly. Uh they must have known that when a horse extends into a gallop, their back legs land independently, giving off four beats instead of three, like the canter. I really like that bit of detail that pretty much all other bands don't think of, and that uh, it comes from Lars. Um, but then I did a little more research, and um, I've, I read somewhere in a comment, Reddit or something like that, mentioned, uh, in French, we only have one word for gallop and canter, and it's much easier. Germany, too. Um and then uh, this is this is somebody writing on on an actual horse situation, and this has nothing to do with music. Uh, says, "I'm seeing three beats. My vote is very extended canter. What I look for is that second beat. For the canter, the second beat consists of the front leg, hind, right, or front right uh, hind, or front right hind left, depending on the lead, hitting the ground simultaneously, creating three beats. For the gallop, they will hit the ground independently because the stride is much more stretched. I've felt a gallop is a thing that, if you're doing it, you know it might just be my perception of the horses I've galloped. But there's a switch from canter." to gallop where you go from rocking horse to flying feeling the horse stretch out and smooth in the gate um so yeah uh you know we're going to go into examples here but i I think the main uh you know one of the more interesting things 
that I've noticed about the the pure gallop in heavy metal is you've got the one that kind of lands on one and three, and you've got the one that kind of lands on two and four. So you've got um, like that one, and then you got that one. So it's so it's um. It's where is the emphasis, uh, and and yeah, we're you know there there are variants here we're going to talk about as well, um, and then the wiki uh, mentioned something nice and concise that I thought I was I would mention. A gallop is a beat or rhythm uh, rhythm typically used in traditional heavy metal songs. It is created by playing an eighth note followed by two sixteenth notes, usually on rhythm guitar, drums, or bass. So this is really important. Um, you know, you you could say eighth followed by two sixteenth or eight or or um, uh, quarter notes followed by half notes, whatever. But the whole idea is da da da, right? Da 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 da. da. So so it's got that. Um, yeah, it's as as they show a picture there. It is an eighth followed by a sixteenth. Uh, one technique on guitar involves strumming palm muted power chords. So again, uh, this is kind of an important thing when we get to our last category. The idea that. Um, the, the whole palm muting idea of, uh, of basically comes more with thrash than anything uh, allows this to be much more precise. precise. So one technique on guitar involves strumming palm muted power chords in an up and down motion with a pick, thereby creating an ostinato. Variations include the triplet gallop and the reverse gallop. Uh, yeah, so that's what I was talking about. I was talking about kind of a, a reverse gallop, I suppose, uh, there. Uh, with the with the one and three versus the two and four on drums the technique often uses a double kick pedal yeah so when you get into the pure thing later on um almost that's that's almost more of a post maiden thing uh maiden by the way is going to figure prominently in this because maiden people even call this the maiden gallop uh because they do it so much and they're and they're a big famous band right um a typical drum gallop is followed around this skeleton okay we'll, we'll skip that um so yeah, so there's uh, there's kind of the idea of what we're getting at. I think we all know what we mean. Um, take a listen to our first selection here, though, uh, as we get moving along this history. This is the Amboy Dukes with Journey to the Center of the Mind. Leave your kids behind. Come with us and find the pleasures of the journey. To the center of the mind Come along if you care Come along if you dare All right, so I, I like the fact that our uh, I, I found one that is uh, essentially from the 60s, but it is kind of part of the heavy metal story. This is, of course, Ted Nugent's band, the Amboy Dukes. It's a big, famous song. Uh, it was it was a hit for the Amboy Dukes back then, uh, biggest hit they ever had, but definitely a good, solid, um, uh, you know, uh, example of the heavy metal gallop. Uh, to go back further, I already mentioned the William Tell Overture. That's a true gallop as well. Bolero is a funny one. So the whole Bolero thing, we could do a whole episode on Bolero, um, but it's it's kind of got a galloping nature uh, to it too. And I think you hear that in that nice... Uh, song the nice um, rondo but uh, but another old one is the bonanza theme right so the bonanza theme on tv you know is a big hit tv sitcom show uh that that is um that is definitely a an example of a gallop and even happy trails you know we all know happy trails from van halen but even that is like a slow trot uh, type of gallop so maybe a trot is a is a slow gallop a canter is a mid-paced gallop uh, you might say right um 
Scott Walker, We Came Through. Love, 7 and 7 is. There's another big famous song that's kind of got a gallop to it. Um, and going back to the country western thing, um, you know, you definitely could think about, uh, you know, Marty Robbins, Ghost Riders in the Sky. And the nice one about picking that one is that you might have more of like an acoustic guitar arrangement. By the way, the interesting thing about that song uh, that helps it give a gallop is that octave jumping you get on the bass line, the do, 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 you know, so that's like a country western thing and that helps a gallop and you think of a, a horse walking at whatever speed you want to consider the horse walking at. But, um, so yeah, the interesting thing about that is that you see the evolution into a heavy metal gallop by way of the outlaws doing Ghost Rider in the Sky, where they really bring out the pronounced gallop in it. Um, and yeah, so Country Western makes a lot of sense because uh, there are horses, right? Uh, and you talk about horses and stuff, so so you get that there. By the way, another funny one, um, the Beatles' I Will is almost like a slow walking horse. It, it sounds like, well, you know, like clomping walking horses, which of course reminds me immediately of, uh, you know, I guess the theme of this episode is the, uh, is the Monty Python, uh, you know, uh, life, life of Brian, is it life of Brian or Holy, Holy Grail? Yeah. Holy Grail. It would be, uh, with the, with the clomping of the coconuts together and the, and you know, the, the, the making the horse sound as the, as the night, um, you know, moves along. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, a bit of an obscure one, MC5, the Pledge song, bit of a gallop to that, not a lot. This is like a demo, doesn't have vocals, but so it's a non-LP track. Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit is an interesting one that that is probably more part of the Bolero tradition than it is of the gallop tradition, but it is definitely a type of gallop. Moving into what we normally talk about here, I think the fast part in the song Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, uh, you could say, is a little bit of a gallop. The could this be the end, my friend? That whole thing, right? Um, so that thing, I think, is uh, is definitely um, a, a gallop. And then by 1971, they give us a absolutely pure, pure, pure gallop in Children of the Grave. Um, that's that's exactly a gallop. Um, another one along this line is uh, is Immigrant Song, Led Zeppelin. So again, um, we're talking, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's tied to a Norse story and all that sort of thing. So, so you're thinking heavy metal. So that's, a, that fit makes sense. Atomic Rooster, Death Walks Behind You, not the part everybody remembers from that, but the part where the hi-hat's just going, um, there's, there's definitely, um, a gallop in that. So, uh, uh, all right. So this episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popov is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It is whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed. Uh, Normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's betterhelp.com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, let's move on to our next selection here, and we shall discuss. This is Nazareth with This Flight Tonight. All right, so the category here is uh, Roger Glover. Uh, Roger Glover and uh, and into the mid late seventies. So um, you know you'll notice I left out of the early thing a super super early important gallop, which is Hard Loving Man on Deep Purple in Rock. Um, I think that's probably the best example of a true heavy metal gallop. The start of this whole story, this whole narrative we're talking about here. Um, so that's Roger Glover uh, joining joining Deep Purple, and then lo and behold, he is producing Nazareth. Um, he produces Razamanaz, and then he produces the Loud and Proud album. And on that, we have This Flight Tonight, which is a hard rock version of a Joni Mitchell song. And as you can hear, it's a pure, pure, pure gallop. I mean, this this place, this part I 
played you here is almost like a solo guitar version of a pure gallop. Um, so this thing's happening on a Roger Glover produced album. And then interestingly enough, a uh, Roger Glover is producing Judas Priest Sin After Sin, 1977. And on that, they, uh, they cover Joan Baez, Diamonds and Rust, and they turn that folk song into a gallop. Um, totally a true gallop there. Um, and then they move on. Roger Glover doesn't produce the next album, but Stained Class, the title track off of Stained Class, 1978, absolutely pure gallop. I think there's some galloping ha- happening in Savage. You could find some more. In fact, you go back to Sin After Sin, even even Dissident Aggressor, when it picks up, has a bit of a gallop feel to it as well. So Judas Priest is definitely in there, um, you know, uh, laying waste to this idea <laughs> of uh, or, or inventing the gallop. Um, you know, as as a blueprint that's going to move into uh, Iron Maiden, as we'll see later. Um, other ones around this category, this this '70s hard rock sort of thing. UFO Lights Out is definitely a good example. Uh, Queen, Keep Yourself Alive. So there's an there's an early one for you, '73. Sweet, uh, you know, parts of Sweet FA. Maybe Set Me Free. You might feel a little bit of gallop in that. Maybe in Burning. Uh, Budgie, Napoleon Bonaparte. Definitely, this is this is the big, well recorded, amazing Budgie song, 1975, Bandolier. That is absolutely a gallop with a really probably the the strongest, heaviest guitar sound on a gallop of anything I've talked about here so far. Um, Led Zeppelin, Achilles' Last Stand, so 1976, you definitely got a gallop to that one. Uh, you've got a little bit in Black Sabbath, Air Dance, um, and we would be remiss, of course, not to mention Heart with Barracuda. That is uh, almost the first song, usually the first gallop songs that come to mind for anybody ever when you ask them this question, is this flight tonight? And uh, Barracuda, and of course, you know, I've talked to Nancy Wilson about this. I mean, they said they, they definitely were inspired by Nazareth, this flight tonight to come up with Barracuda. Um, but yeah, pure, pure gallop there. Magnum Kingdom of Madness, I think that's one that William mentioned and teased through the years, uh, another one that William mentioned. Um, Okay, let's move on to our third selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Kate Bush with Running Up That Hill. All right, so the category here is kind of non-metal, um, and I don't have a lot of examples. I, I couldn't find a lot. I did a lot of researching, a lot of Googling to try look for this, and it, it's kind of tough, but um, running up that hill, boy, because of the whole Stranger Things thing, um, you know, I, I looked I looked at Spotify. I'm going, I wonder what the numbers are on this song. That song is now up to almost a billion plays. That's, that's incredible. The power of TV, right? Uh, but yeah, there's a pure gallop for you, basically played on synthesizer, kind of interesting. Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. There's a gallop for you. Um, Kiss, I Was Made for Loving You. You know, we all think of it as a disco song, but it's also a heavy metal gallop song, but not not that heavy. And as you move on, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm thinking Exciter might have a little bit of gallop to it. The Oath um, definitely has some gallop to it, right, from uh, from The Elder. Uh, the Pixies have, uh, have a couple of gallops. And uh, I, I found it kind of interesting that a song I've played recently uh, on uh, an episode of History in Five Songs Pretty Green by The Jam. So, um, you know, here's an example of 
one guy galloping in the band. So this is Bruce Fox Foxton on bass galloping, uh, but the whole rest of the song is in a gallop. And there's probably not a lot of gallops in the jam. I, there's probably not much to look at. Um, one funny one that I found interesting is uh, Adam and the Ants Stand and Deliver. I love that Adam and the Ants album. Uh, Prince Charming. I guess, it, yeah, it'd be the third album. Um, but the interesting thing about this one is... Um, it's literally about I'm the highwayman, and and there's you know if you if you look at the video, um, you know there's even horses and stuff, and it's it's like a highwayman robbing somebody or whatever. But yeah, it's absolutely set to a gallop. So uh, it's interesting how that's doing kind of what country music does, where where it's you know part of the the lyrical or imagistic theme um, makes them do uh, a gallop. All right, let's move on to our fourth selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Dio with Holy Diver. All right, so the theme here is slow gallops. Um, you can gallop slowly uh, as well, uh, and this is a, a prime example of that. So, uh, so you're definitely getting a da 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 da, da right? Um, and another interesting one that is slow is uh, Thin Lizzy Black Rose. Uh, Thin Lizzy also has uh, a gallop with uh, Angel of Death, which is kind of interesting. Um, that brings up a point. So, so I love when Scott Gorman, those guys. Um, you know, interviewed those guys many times, and and I remember a comment from Scott Gorham where he said they were a little hesitant about putting Angel of Death on Renegade. I love Renegade; it's my favorite Lizzie album because they thought it was a little bit too cheesy heavy metal, right? Too close to heavy metal. I don't don't know if he used the word cheesy, but the the interesting thing there is, you know, I think he's referring more so to the title. It's it's kind of like a garish, violent title, but I'm I'm sure he's he's thinking about the music too, thinking ah, this is just too close to uh, probably like Iron Maiden or or thinking Judas Priest sort of thing, and it's a little uncool for Thin Lizzy. So I I always like that sort of idea about Thin Lizzy that they were they were really hesitant about their heavy metal, right? But it is. It is a true. It is a true gallop. It's just not a slow gallop, so it doesn't really belong in the slow gallop category. But Black Rose, Black Rose brings up an, an interesting point where you can have a gallop in three three time, right? Um, or sorry, three four time. Um, so you know, waltz time, right? Um, kind of interesting. So if you think about that song, it is it is galloping slow and in 3/4 time. Another one that almost that that you could put in the gallop category which is surprising is Stargazer by Rainbow. So you could say that that's that's almost like a slow motion gallop. Uh it's so slow, right? And then Heaven and Hell. Heaven and Hell is is just moving ever so slightly more up tempo, but it is still a gallop and it is still I would classify it as a slow gallop. All right. Let's move on to our last selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Iron Maiden with Killers. Okay, so our category here is essentially 1980 moving forward. Um, 
Iron Maiden is the band most associated with this whole thing. There's all sorts of Maiden tracks that are gallops. Uh, Run to the Hills is a famous one. I really don't like that song. I never liked that song very much. But even if you think of the video with the... Um, you know, it there's literally like cowboys and Indians riding horses and all that kind of stuff, right? It's it's got that cowboys and Indians theme, right? Um, so so here we are again, back with country music and back with the Adam and the Ants, where the gallop is actually kind of part to the story. Run to the hills literally means galloping, right? Um, so uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, but the trooper is a gallop. Flight of Icarus. So there's an interesting example of a slower gallop. Uh, Rhyme and the Ancient Mariner. Oh, boy, lot lots of songs. Uh, what else we got for Maiden? Um, Anyways, yeah, so so lots lots of Maiden. Maiden's just galloping a lot uh, because Steve Harris obviously loves doing that that galloping uh, kind of thing on on the bass, right? Um, and you know the other thing about Maiden that is kind of interesting uh, because you know partially because of the twin lead thing, partially because of the Wishbone Ash love and the Thin Lizzy love, you know the gallop with Maiden starts to take on a little bit of a Celtic overtone. Um, so you see that affair, but, and, and some of them, uh, you know, really when they go for a really Celtic, Celtic type uh, song, it seems natural to fall into a gallop as well. Uh, Megadeth, Devil Island, you know, later on System of a Down, interestingly enough, uses the gallop, um, bass playing unison with the guitar, but you'll even get double bass drums going along with the gallop sometimes too, to, to really tighten it up. Right. Um, but it also brings in, so so this has slightly busy bass drum, but sometimes the gallop, um, there's no problem playing a gallop to, to a very straight beat on the drums. So you can have a, a, a pretty straightened out 4-4 four, four time and let everybody else do the galloping. So you, you notice that a lot. And this brings up one other interesting point I wanted to make about the gallop is that there is some gray area into the idea of shuffle. I think we've done a whole episode on shuffles, right? Um, so, um, so yeah, the, the shuffle can sometimes, uh, you know, blend into the gallop idea. I, I guess if you put a little bit more of a swing on a on a uh, on a gallop, it it becomes a shuffle. Um, so, um, and and what made me think about that about restless and wild is that I think there's a little bit of swing, uh, a little bit of shuffle going on to uh, to the drum beat because the bass drum is a little busier on that couple other ones that you'd be surprised uh are a gallop europe the final countdown everybody remembers the keyboard but uh but basically uh everybody else is doing a swedish frost core gallop behind it um gary moore end of the world y&t forever riot when i was young uh i can definitely hear uh the gallop in some of those i i can't picture the uh the gary moore song um I, this is william walker uh mentioned this one metallica motor breath uh yeah so metallica is is um so so we've got maiden um but metallica because of their love for maiden um i think would would be one of the key ingredients uh why they gallop so much uh, Motorhead does and then because Motorhead is such a famous band and they're a great thrash band and they're great songwriters um, thrash in general uh, is is noticed for the gallop so uh, so the gallop really spreads probably I would say from from uh, Priest to Maiden to Motorhead uh, to Metallica to all of thrash by the way Motorhead doesn't uh, I don't think they they gallop too much they, they might in late, later years when they when you know they need more ideas but I don't think of uh I don't think of Motorhead as being much of a gallop band so so yeah I, I think you get the spread from Metallica to the wider world of all extreme heavy metal um 
because they're such a good band and, and they did like to gallop a lot. So yeah, Motor Breath, uh, Battery, Dam- Damage Incorporated, Disposable Heroes got some gallop, uh, Testament Over the Wall, Slayer, the Raining Blood intro, um, let's see, uh, Gary Moore, Murder in the Skies, um, what else? Uh, so yeah, here's another thing. So you definitely get the gallop in um, power metal a lot as well, and that's that's a spreading direct from from priest through maiden. Uh, but iced earth has has a ton of uh, gallop to them. Uh, Disciples of the lie, boy, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, you know, lots and lots of um, John Schaefer iced earth songs are definitely gallop. Uh, more more maiden, the evil that men do. Uh, let's see, Ed Guy, Key to My Fate, um, da- let's see, Dante's Inferno, some more, some more Iced Earth, Sonata Arctica, Full Moon, uh, let's see, The Unicorn Invasion of Dundee by Glory Hammer, uh, so there's, there's definitely a lot, Iced Earth, uh, Storm Rider, The Coming Curse, um, kind of cool <laughs> corpa clanny always have time for those guys they're they're a cool band them them and fintroll right but even more so corpa clanny i think they're my favorite of these uh these folk core whatever you call it uh bands um but they actually have a song and they even made a video for it called keep on galloping but it's not it's not it's strangely not that galloping a song um so yeah kind of interesting so so there is your um there is your look at the whole gallop thing i wanted to make sure um i had a little bit of time to uh to do a little catch up on last episode from the facebook page boy i want to thank you guys also for uh doing such a great job with the facebook page sometimes i feel remiss that i go in there and i don't comment enough uh, on ideas and stuff but that but a funny thing's been happening lately you guys have done such a good job of basically coming up with a topic and everybody pouring in with examples and stuff and i've said this a few times the better job you do there on a topic the more likely i won't be doing it because you guys already did a great job of it so that so that's kind of cool but um yeah just a couple of points that came up about the why go solo one um uh, Steve Bellow writes, Tommy Lee tried rap and then guitarist frontman Dave Grohl root. Uh, uh, Vince Neil couldn't survive as a solo artist either. Maybe Nikki Six with 6AM, but funny how Motley Crue are a band where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting that, um, you know, you could look at bands and find uh, ones where the, the whole solo experience is kind of an abject failure against the... Um, against the band experience. And I think Motley kind of fits in that. Uh, Nicholas Gillespie writes, I was expecting an I'll show you category for people kicked out of bands uh, who did a solo project to try and show their old bandmates that they were they were wrong to kick them out as they were really talented ones. So that's a great idea. That would have been a good category. Whether this worked for better or worse for artists is a different matter, but uh, thought a bit of both Ozzy and Dio couldn't fit uh, into this wanting to show Iomi that they didn't need him and that they'd do something better. Also, though, um, also thought there would have been a blatant for the money category. Guys who clearly didn't want to share the spoils with the rest of the band. See, there's another great point, Nicholas. Thank you for that. Suppose that could have made uh, the quality uh, or a- as the ego category. So, yeah, um, that's a little bit of the uh, the management thing and the label thing. Someone else mentioned, I don't see it here, but but one that I'm I can't believe I I missed uh was Rex and Rex Smith, that whole thing cuz I know that whole story. I'm buddies with David Crabb. I've interviewed all the Rex guys. I've written about those Rex albums. But I know that whole story about uh that was essentially a uh you know, Rex as a band isn't really making it, but wow, Rex Smith, you are a star. David Crabb's really 
thought that guy had a lot of talent, and he did. He's a he's a great guy, and he is a talented guy. Um, and he and he actually had some success. Rex Rex Smith. So so you got you got one Rex album, the self titled. You got where do we go from here? And then he becomes Rex Smith, and then if, does a few albums, and he and he actually has some success, and he becomes an actor and all that sort of thing. So that's that is a great example of that. Um, oh yeah, there it is, right there. Um, yeah. Uh, this this is uh T- Tegan mentions this one that is the actually the next uh, comment so yes thanks Tegan for that and then Tegan also mentioned uh you know um, the, the fact that he is Michael's uh, brother from Stars and and yeah Michael I don't think ever did a solo album well, let's see according to the John Waite documentary his solo career was more due to a necessity since the babies were not making money and Jonathan Kane decided to join Journey so that's uh, that's a good one that's Joe Beck brought that one up uh, let's see. Uh, William Martin brings up, uh, your point got me thinking about a reason a member is forced to go solo. Death would be one. I'd imagine Jimmy would have flogged Zepp for a long time as it could stand and as and Plant would have been in for a few more albums were it not for the death of Bonham. Kind of interesting. Yeah, so the idea there is that... Uh, you know, death breaks up a band. Other reasons, this is this is pretty funny. Fogarty was forced to go solo when the other three members wanted more creative input in CCR. Clearly not a good idea, but he would have stayed if he had kept control. Similarly, Waters uh, probably would have just kept trudging on under the Floyd banner if the others had acquiesced to whatever Roger demanded. Yeah, so some some good ideas there, some good additions to, uh, to that whole episode. Um, if you like this episode and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi.com. Rhymes with coffee. Coffee.com uh, slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint. This week, I would like to thank David Barsky, Joe Becht, Bel Air Expediting, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, David Fisher, David Gallagher, Augustine Garcia de Paredes, Michael Gendelman, Keith Martin, Danny Pavlovich, Steve Polari, Mark Priest, Monty Olson, David Ria, Dan Rosenson, Brian Sager, Roy Self, and Derek Tolmey. Thank you all very much. Go to martinpopoff.com for all your book needs. The ACDC, I've been doing lots of interviews for the ACDC at 50. Uh, still got copies of that. The Dam, the Alice Coopers, anything that's in prints over there. I sign them, ship them out from here. PayPal buttons, etc., etc. Um, you know, we've got our Contrarians uh, YouTube show as well. We've uh, always got episodes of that coming out. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, your homework for today, uh, kind of a kind of a weird one, not even related to this, uh, this episode. Um, actually, really not related. Let's go with totally not related. Uh, on Contrarians, we did a, a neat one where we uh, looked at, we did a little bit of a survey of our three favorite post-punk bands. Um, and there were a lot of interesting suggestions there, but, uh, one, if you, if you think you might like post-punk that I forgot, you know, I've owned these albums on and off over the years and I never paid them much attention. This band called The Sound, um, go check out The Sound. Uh, there's an oddball one for you. All right. Talk to you again next time. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.